I would like to start this episode off by acknowledging that this podcast is being recorded on the traditional lands of the Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. Hello everyone, welcome back to Buy Yourself for Flowers. Um, I'm just going to dive straight into it. I've got a lot to say about what happened over the weekend and what I experienced. Um, Everything I say here is my own opinion. Everything I say here is, you know, my lived experience. Um, Yeah, what I've been and seen and felt with my, you know, my own eyes and my own body and my own soul. So um, Friday at about 6 p.m., I arrived at Makata Camp, which was on Parliament grounds. And leading up to that, I had seen online, um, you know, videos of in the morning, they get up and do um, like a release of negative energy and they do some stretching and then they go 10.30 to 11.30. There's a protest on Parliament steps and it's some music and there's kids and it's very, very, very peaceful, very beautiful Um, You know, they go back to camp, they do little cook-ups, they play, you know, footy, um, they go into the afternoon, into the evening, they're sitting around playing, um, you know, music and like sitting around a fire telling stories, just wholesome as fuck, but all very much there for a good cause. Um, And then when I got there, uh, I could hear like the song like, happy birthday to ya happy birthday to you and I was like oh my god it must be someone's birthday like walking towards and as I'm walking towards I'm like a swarm of cops like outnumbering the people two to one and there was no camp and I'm looking around and there's just shit everywhere there is camp stuff everywhere and I'm like oh maybe they're moving and then as I'm getting closer I'm seeing that the cops are like ripping shit down they are they have flattened this camp they have broken everything so that it is not salvageable and they have kicked everyone out um and so as I'm walking towards I'm seeing them just pile like all these people's belongings like thousands and thousands of thousands worth of dollars of stuff onto a van um leaving just piles of rubbish taking all their personal belongings like all their clothes shoes uh feminine products toiletries you know um everything tents gazebos mattresses pillows blankets they took everything and then what was left um was just piles of rubbish piles of people's belongings all scattered they had ripped shit apart so that it was no longer salvageable um you know they came and collected the portable toilets um and things like that it was very much an orchestrated event at 4 p.m on the 14th, they knew that on the 15th of January, there was a, you know, a hold the line, a reclaim the line um, protest happening. And so they've come in on the 4th, uh, on the 14th at 4pm and just destroyed everyone, like everyone's stuff, flattened the spirits ridiculously. And then, so as I'm walking towards, I'm seeing this happening. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I don't know what I'm walking into right now. And then I'm walking towards and I can see them all around a fire, joining hands in a circle and just like just listening to the music, watching the fire and just like being there together as one and standing in solidarity together. Um, And then I've kind of walked over and 
got my phone out and just started recording because I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? I can see other people recording. People are, you know, there's women, kids, men, everyone just grabbing things as much as they can to take stuff home, to get their belongings back. You know, a lot of these people, um, that's all they have. You know, a lot of these people are wanderers. A lot of these people are self-sufficient campers and have all their own stuff to be able to to live off grid essentially and they have come through and taken everything of people's and they have destroyed they have wasted food they have it's just what I witnessed the cops come in and do um if the government if we were truly a reconciled country right if the government had of they gave them two hours to evacuate two hours to pull down an entire camp. I don't know if you've ever been camping before with a bunch of people. When you're camping with a bunch of people, two hours is not enough. Usually it's like, you know, you want to start getting shit packed up in the morning and then you probably leave by like lunchtime or whatever. But this was like a full-blown camp. And so they've given them two hours and they've come onto land that they were not meant to come onto, um, you know, up until this point. They had not really come onto the land. They had, you know, given the space. And what was I saying? If Yeah, if we are a truly reconciled country and the government actually has respect and compassion for what the First Nations people of this country fucking have experienced, um, then they would not have behaved the way they did. They came in and they knew the tactics. This tactic was an old tactic, a 233-year-old tactic, I would think, of coming in and ravaging camps and spreading as much trauma. That's what it was. I, You could see it in everyone's eyes. They were fucking terrified. It was disgusting. I've never witnessed such a fucking horrible um, a horrible thing on, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I can't get across with how horrible it was. So you can see the trauma. These people are standing in a circle and then there's people behind the scenes working to get as much shit as they can. Um, you know, people have gone over to the cops and said, well, there's food there. Like, can we grab the food? There was one, one lady, one lady who helped people move some food. Other than that, I've seen cops laughing. I've seen poor young cops having panic attacks. Um, This is what is happening to our country. We are a country divided. Regardless of anything, regardless of your opinions, let's just drop that for a second. Let's drop your opinion. Let's come back to love and compassion. And let's have a look at... um, at how we treat our people, regardless of if you agree of what these First Nations people are doing and the allies that are there, that doesn't matter. No one deserves to be treated the way I saw these people get treated. And then from that, I guess, is there is a tent embassy that is on parliament grounds and that is made up of uh, some families of uh, First Nations people and they very much uh, represent, they're the ones that you will see on the media and originally these camps, and this is all just what I've learned. I, If I fuck this up, I'm really sorry. I'm just talking off the cuff. Um, I will try and keep it, you know, to what I really know. So originally I believe these two things, the Tent Embassy and Makata Camp, they joined together. And then um, I believe that there were some behaviours that the Tent Embassy were doing that comply essentially with what the government want. 
And the whole idea around Makata Camp is to stop complying, stop doing what they're telling us because they are illegal. They are operating illegally. They do not have the jurisdiction. Um, And so, you know, there's disagreements, there's fights, there's, I don't know if you'd call them infiltrators, but there's infiltrators. Um, And so when I had walked in and I had heard that celebratory music, that was the tent embassy playing celebratory music, dancing around, watching their own First Nations people camps be ravaged, absolutely flattened and destroyed. And then they were playing like other songs like Zorba the Greek, just songs that were so fucking condescending and so rude and so like disrespectful. Where is the compassion and where is the love? And then so I just joined this circle. Um, I meet this lovely man called Wayne. He invited me into the circle. And then I met another lovely man called Clint. And these two guys I made friends with and they looked after me and they kind of, um, Wayne, I think, had just got there and Clint was, he'd been there for a couple of weeks. And, you know, he had been in and out and he was very much involved with what was going on. And so I made friends with him and he started just telling me, you know, all the things that had happened, all the beautiful things, all the incredible things he had experienced being at this camp and also all of the fucked up things. Um, so um, I guess like the, the you know, the sovereigns, the original sovereigns of this land, they all went to another, you know, grassed area, set up a fire and they all sat around just talking and debriefing and while they were doing that um, a couple of us started doing trips up to these you know trash piles trying to find blankets food anything that we could salvage to be able to get through the night because a lot of these people came on buses and trains to be here you know people have cars that weren't at the site and so when the cops have given them two hours how are you meant to pack up your stuff when you've got nowhere to go when you've got nowhere to put it um so we've start doing these trips back and forth, just getting as much as we can, salvaging people's belongings. We find, you know, sunnies, people lost their wallets, their phones. It, like they did not give them time to get their shit out of there. Um, and so we're doing that and there's just this, um, you know, some people went off to other camps and other people decided like, no, we're going to stay right here, still on parliament grounds, and we're going to camp here the night all together under the stars as one. And so, you know, we set up all our camp beds. The sky is just looking pretty grey and there is the craziest lightning show. Like just I've never seen lightning so consistent. It, it just didn't stop. It was just constant flashes. Um, it was honestly pretty surreal. I was like, I can't believe I'm here right now. Um, but then it started pissing down rain. And so all the belongings, everything was just fucking get out, get to, you know, under a tree. People slept under trees in the rain, under tarps. Um, I ran to my car, like got in the fucking passenger seat. Cause I mean, everything, I had everything in there, so I couldn't <laughs> sleep anywhere else. Um, and yeah, we all just kind of found shelter for the night and then woke up in the morning and, um, you know, we go back to where they all are. They've all gathered around again. There's a little gazebo set up. We've got a fire going. There's coffee, tea, people boiling water, you know, just looking after each other. Um, 
And as we're there, the spirit starts to slowly get lifted. It's a, um, you know, it's like a coming together after something really fucking disgusting and traumatic happened. Um, And so they all coming together, telling the stories, um, making plans of what we're going to do today. Because on this day, it's the Saturday, we've got the, we've got the rally, essentially, the Reclaim the Lion rally. And then after that, we're all going to march to Parliament and, you know, we're going to, we're going to say our piece. And so we've all, um, we all leave this campground. A couple of people stay behind and then we go to the rally where um, so many of the leaders, the elders, the women got up and spoke their truth. Oh man, you should hear these women speak. The power and the the passion and the spirit like behind their voices and their conviction you you can't help but know within your soul that what they are speaking is the truth. These people don't want anything else other than to fix the suffering that is going on in the world, fix, you know, this, this fucked up system that we are living in where we are all suffering one way or another, where, whether it's financially, whether you're sick, whether you're um, unvaccinated, whether you're black, white, like whatever the, it's not, um, you know, Obviously, First Nations people have been oppressed for a lot longer time and or the entire time. And for us, say for me as now an unvaxxed person, I'm feeling restriction and I'm feeling oppression. And you start to kind of definitely don't ever understand. Um, well, I guess you start to understand. How do I put this? Um I will never know how they feel. I will never understand that. I can try and I can sympathize with it. And, you know, being unvaxxed in a society where you can't go into a restaurant or a cafe or a store, um, you know, you start to see the treatment and the way people treat and you start to see the division and how people fear you and they look at you with judgment. Um, And so you start to get an idea, right? Not a full clear idea, but a little bit. And seeing these people up there speak their truth and say that after all of this shit that has been put onto them, all they want to do is help. And all they want to do is make the world a better place. All they want to do is get back to natural healing, to be able to live the lives they want to live, to be able to be sovereign um, is so fucking powerful. And so that was a really beautiful um, an incredibly beautiful uh, rally. And then we all decide, yep, all right, we're going to do the protest at Parliament Grounds. And so we march. And fuck me, when we got there, there was just police presence everywhere. Um, Like real, (coughs) real police presence. Sorry. Um, Yeah. And so we're marching. There's music playing. um, There's clapsticks. There's signs. Everyone grabs roses. um, Very very peaceful, very beautiful. We get up to, um, you know, parliament, I think it's old part, no, new parliament, new parliament. Um, and there's a line of cops along the road and then they make us stop. And, um, they let a couple of groups of women go through all the way up to the building to say their piece and then come back. Um, but yeah, they're kind of sitting there, like standing there and you can see, you can see some of them are either, you know, against. Oh, actually, let's not go into that. I, I, I don't want to go into that because that's assumptions and I just want to kind of go into my lived experience. So 
Then these women start to get up and speak their truth. Men get up and speak their truth. A child got up and spoke his truth. Can you imagine how powerful it is as a child to stand up in front of a group of people and know that you are 100% supported? You are 100% loved. You can speak your truth from that age. Can you imagine the power that child, the like the when he gets older, how powerful he is going to know he is and how like strong and courageous he is going to know he is. We are, you know, we put kids straight into school and we beat the spirit out of them. We tell them not to speak up. We tell them to fall in line. We tell them to learn this, learn that this is what you need to know. If you don't get a job after this, you're not going to make money. And if you don't have make, if you don't make money, you're not going to have a good life. And so there's all this fear, right? And so these kids that are there, they fucking have no fear. They like walk around with like little attitudes. They fucking know what's up. They've got the power. Um, And so it was just like, it was just a beautiful protest, a beautiful, peaceful protest. And while I was there, um, I tried to go live on Facebook and um, the, oh, sorry, can you hear the dogs going nuts? There's someone. There's someone walking past. Um, but I went live on Facebook and um, while I was on, you know, up there, they cut my live feed. And it just makes you wonder, like, why are you cutting a random 27-year-old girl's live feed? I'm just simply videoing the protests, showing everyone how peaceful they are and trying to get the truth out there, right? But do you know what the problem is there? is that they're scared. They are afraid of the truth because they know that they now can't go to the media and they can't twist the story. They can't make it seem like we're a danger or extremists or neo-Nazis or whatever the fuck they want to call us. They can't twist the story because I'm there recording the truth of what's going on. And the truth is just people with only love and compassion and respect and fucking spirit and like just a whole beautiful people there speaking their truth and there because they believe that we can be doing better than this. We can be living in a world better than this. We can end the suffering if we all came together. That's why people are there. And so to cut to cut my live video, it just shows you like you're on the right track, right? You're you're pushing the right buttons. You're pissing the people, you're pissing the people up in the government off because if you weren't, they would have no reason to cut my live video. Why are you trying to hide the truth? You know, are you afraid that maybe it's a, you know, it's going to be a bit of a detriment to your narrative that you're trying to portray, a detriment to the agenda that you are trying to unleash on the population? I think so. Um, But anyway, so the censorship is real for people. You know, I lost connection to my maps to be able to call, text, social media, um, they just cut everything. (laughs) And anyway, we walk back, we all go and sit around um, the fire again, back camp, like not to the campgrounds, but I guess to where everyone's stuff was. And we're all just kind of sitting there. Um, You know, we do like a beautiful ceremony, a smoke ceremony, you get invited in. And um, I just really don't have the words to be able to portray what it means. Like when you step into They have, I don't know what the circle's called, but they have this circle that you come into and it's very sacred, very, very beautiful, like the the tradition and the culture that 
you know, I was able to start to witness and you get into this circle and it's a smoke cleansing ceremony and the the fire is spirit. It is um, the smoke is spirit. And when the smoke comes over you, it's like a cleansing. Um, and so like when you're standing there and the smoke comes over you, you just fuck you appreciate it so much. Like it makes me cry thinking about it that like it's just I feel like as a person growing up in this country, we we don't have culture, culture. We don't have tradition. Our tradition and our culture is based on social media shit um, and like trends and there's no culture. We lack this like foundation of what a real life should be based around. And then to go into that circle and to like experience the culture and um like I've waited my whole life for something like that. That's what's missing in the world is this foundation, is the culture, is the tradition, is the respect for one another, the love for one another. Um, so, yeah, beautiful cleansing ceremony. Um, and then we all kind of scatter off again to work out where we're going to camp for the night. Um And we ended up going to this beautiful campsite. So Clint, this lady named Jenny and Dave, uh, we all decided to camp together. Um, Beautiful campsite is like this, you know, river flowing because it rained so much the night before, literally soaked everyone's stuff. Um, It rained so much the night before that the river was flowing. And so just like the idea of falling asleep that night to, in the swag, underneath the stars, to the sound of the river, after what I had just seen and encountered. And, you know, it was a lot. It was really a lot. And that's just me saying that, you know, I hadn't been there for weeks with all of my stuff taken away. So I can't even imagine how they were feeling after that. Um, And then, so we get to this camp, we set up, um, you know, we get a little platter out, we've got the guitars out, playing music, sitting on this hill, just talking, talking to people where, fuck, you could say whatever you like and they're going to come at you and just be like, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting opinion. That's a, you know, like to be able to just be yourself and express yourself and not have, to, I didn't have an ounce of social anxiety while I was there. I usually get very anxious going into social gatherings I you know I think about what am I going to say next um what if the conversation stops things like that and I just didn't feel that I didn't feel like I had to mask who I was and mask what I wanted to say I very much do have to mask around a lot of people because people don't understand where I'm coming from like people very much just see the vax no vax thing and they are so blinded by that they are so blinded by this one segment of what is going on in our reality that they can't even listen they can't listen without um that they don't listen the the like listening is listening to someone taking it in thinking it over seeing if you can learn from anything they've said and if you don't agree fine yeah that's a really great opinion and honestly like interesting different But like, this is how I feel about it. Like, what are your thoughts on that? You know, having conversations with people where you really don't have to filter or mask what you want to say. I haven't experienced that before. I I like honestly ache to go back. I ache to go back to these people. Um, Yeah. 
but yeah, so we had a beautiful night. Um, the the sky cleared, the stars came out. Um, you know, just like the night before, they had said with like the storm, like the thunder and the lightning and the rain, the ancestors were angry. And like on this day when we had, you know, you can come at us with force and all that sort of stuff, but we're gonna we're gonna come back with peace and we're gonna come back with love and respect and compassion. And then like after that beautiful day for the sky to just open up the way it did and the river just felt like the perfect way to top off a a really great day. Um, So then that day we, on the Sunday, I was heading off that day, but I wanted to go to the the last little, um, the last little gathering that they were having at 10.30. So we um, packed up our camp and went back to Parliament Grounds They've got the fire going and we decide um, Auntie Cindy, she is Woman Eagle. Um, I can't remember the, you know, traditional name for Woman Eagle or what she says. Can I? No, I don't think I can. Sorry. Um, But anyway, her traditional name means Woman Eagle. And so (coughs) we all go into this circle, you know, the ceremony circle. The fire uh, isn't lit yet, but it's in the middle and um we come in and women first because men are birthed from women you know they had to come from somewhere women are the creator um women first we come in and we all spread out around this circle and then the men come in and they dot themselves um around the circle so it's like man woman man woman man woman and then you when you're kind of walking in people pick up leaves and branches and that's kind of um it's like symbolic we hand it around the leaves and you like I guess you hold it and um Aunty Cindy was like you make your prayer now so people from all different backgrounds people from all different religions opinions um coming together in a circle and she says I don't care who your god is I don't you know whoever you pray to whoever whoever your god is whoever you pray to whoever you ask for help and guidance you pray to them today um and like it's just so fucking powerful like where else in the world can you go where someone brings all the religions together all the backgrounds together that way it's not a my religion is right yours is wrong mine's better rah, rah, rah. there is none of that here there is no if you whatever you believe in that's what you believe in that's your truth that's your sovereignty that's your life um and so we all sat around in this gorgeous circle all holding our leaves and just praying to our gods praying to our ancestors to our creators to our angels to our spirit guides whatever you believe in you pray and you pray for what you want to see in the world and i can only imagine what people prayed for in that moment because like what i prayed for made me cry like it's it was very powerful very amazing and then um essentially you go and put your leaf in the where the fire is going to be lit and they start to light the fire you come back to your spot and we all join hands so it's man woman man woman man woman we're all holding hands and you all just close your eyes and we're just you know we're praying we're sending out the love sending out good vibrations um and then someone just says hey sister look up and up in the sky was just this 
this eagle like that came over just soaring around in these big circles like around our group like probably happened I don't know five six seven times and then it was gone but like we were all sitting there looking up and I just lost it crying like I um like for me that was the first time I feel like I've felt and seen like God or creator or like ancestors and it and Arnie Cindy is the woman eagle. She here she is leading a ceremony, you know, after a really traumatic experience and then after a beautiful protest, leading a ceremony and this eagle comes around. Like you can't make that shit up. We're in the middle of Canberra, in the middle of Parliament grounds. <laughs> like I I can't explain it. I I'll try. <laughs> um and then you know, Cindy was saying about how like when she dies, she goes back to the earth and then she becomes the eagle. Like that is her her spirit animal, her totem for her tribe. Um, I hope I'm getting this right. I think I am, I, but if I'm not, I really hope someone corrects me. Um, yeah, so just to be there with the woman eagle leading a ceremony with an eagle flying over the top in a in a group of people all praying to all gods, all ancestors. You know, now that we've joined together like that, our creators, our ancestors, whoever we believe in up there, they're able to now join forces and to come together. That is that is healing generational trauma in such a crazy way. They're able to now come together. These generations of people, these ancestors can finally come together. And I feel like the eagle was like, we're up here. We're doing the work. We're seeing what you guys are doing. Like keep going, keep doing the work down there. Um, and that was like my own take from it. I'm sure other people had other takes and that's beautiful. Um, my video is about to cut me off. So I'm just going to click off and then I'll come back. Yeah, so um, we, yeah, this ceremony, and then you just sit for however long you want, you know, take it all in. And then when it got, when it finishes, you go back out the way that you came in, like the direction that you came in, but out the opposite entrance. And then on my way out, like I just went up and hugged a few people. And like when you hug, you just, you feel the connection. You can feel the love. It's not something I can explain over a microphone. Um, it's something that I've felt though, and it's something that I know to be true now. Um, but yeah, you hug people, walk out of the circle, give all the guys a big hug. Um, and then we went all and sat around, you know, under the shade, have some water, relax. And then I had to get going. So um, packing up my car, saying goodbye. And then on the drive home, I was just on a fucking high, eh? Like I felt like on top of the world. <laughs> like I've just experienced creator, like spirit, um, ancestors. Um, I've just, I've never experienced something like that. And to have that culture um, and that tradition and that love in a circle, in a world where I feel like I've been going insane for the last year uh, was so beautiful. But it was like a natural high. And so on the way back to Melbourne, I'm starting to see people wearing masks. I'm seeing, you know, like farmland that has just flattened Australia, right? Like we have just fucking flattened everything to create farmland. There is uh, like there is buildings and like just 
fucking electricity poles and shit like that. And I'm starting to come back in and I've stopped at the petrol station. I'm looking around at all the food in wrappers and the sandwich, like just everything. I can't explain it, but it just looked fake. It felt fake. Like we are living in this society. None of this is fucking real. All of these belongings, this desk, this microphone, this computer, none of this is real. Like the the realness of what I felt there, the actual, you know, living on the land and living basically and having fun and telling stories and connecting with other humans and like connecting to the land and connecting to spirit, that's fucking real. None, none else of this is real. That food isn't real in packets and shit. Like I, I'm just at this point now where I'm like nothing else matters other than this, this fight, this movement, this, um, whatever this is, this is real. Like we have been fucking conned into thinking that all of these possessions is success. Do you know what I think success is? Success is when I look around the world and I see people fucking not suffering. Fuck your individual success. You're not succeeding if the people around you aren't succeeding. So, yeah, coming back into Melbourne was like coming down from a high. Um, I, for the last two days, have had body aches. I have had headaches. I have felt sick. I have felt depressed. Um, I am just aching to get back there. But at the moment, you know, with the camp scattered around, there's it's a rebuilding thing. They've got to kind of work out where to go next, what's the plan next. So I do plan to go there next week. Um, And I guess like the point of telling you all this and the point of going into the story is I just like I ask you to just take your opinion out of it and have a look around at what's going on in the world. Have a look around at the suffering. Have a look around at the the statistics around mental health, uh, you know, your anxiety, depression, eating disorders, um, other mental disorders. Look at the disease. Look at diabetes and, um, you know, what's the word? (laughs) The one with your heart, heart disease or whatever the fuck it is. Um, Obesity, like cancer. We cannot be, you cannot tell me that we are living in a society that is so scientifically advanced and so technologically advanced, yet we are the sickest we had ever been. Someone told me a story the other day about how this, you know, this doctor was there when the last tribes came out of the desert, the last, you know, original sovereigns of the land came out of the desert. And he examined them and they were the healthiest people he had ever examined. Like that, I just can't explain it, guys. I really, I feel this so deeply in my soul that what is going on in the world, and I know we all feel it too. I know that even though we all have different opinions, I know that we're all not happy with this world. I know that, um, you know, we're all seeing the suffering, the war, the the division and the hate and the fear. And, you know, you've got anxiety and depression. No fucking wonder. Look what the world is doing. Look what we're doing to our planet. Look what we're doing to our children. We have, you know, something like 8 million children currently missing. Indigenous children are going missing and are becoming part of these pedophile rings. There is child sacrifice, child organ trafficking. There is so much fucked up in this world. And once you see, and that's just scraping the surface. And once you start to see this shit and understand that like, I couldn't give a fuck about my own life at this point. The idea that other people in the world are suffering, none of us are succeeding if our fucking fellow human beings, our fellow brothers and sisters, 
our children are fucking suffering. That's not success. We are not succeeding. If I don't care what your money is, it doesn't mean anything compared to what I've just experienced. Like this is, this is the way of the new earth. This is the way that we can get ourselves out of this. And if we could just take down those opinion fucking blinds that are covering our eyes for two seconds, don't be blind. Don't be ignorant. Like fucking take a step back. Take your ego out of it and have a look at the world with just plain loving, compassion eyes. Look down and be like, yeah, right. Yeah, we could actually really be doing better. Because, you know, like I see, I have a lot of friends online that are like, and other people online that are, you know, they post like, they post their kind of activism to popular trends, popular things. I used to do it. I'm a, I will very much admit that I used to be that person. So I know where they're coming from. You think that you're doing the right thing, but it's very easy for us all to be posting and saying that the government's doing the wrong thing and um, being angry at the government and hating Scott Morrison and hating Dan Andrews if we're not going to fucking stand up and actually take some action. Like we need to drop the fear. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. When you let, like that's what I did with this trip is I just, I just decided to let go of fear. I had not an anxious thought basically the entire way. And when I got there, I had no social anxiety because I knew that I was living my truth. I was following my truth. This was exactly where I was meant to be in that moment. I was in alignment with who I am and what I believe. And that's fucking powerful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really don't know where else I was going with this. Um, But just to say, like, this isn't a vax first, unvax. This isn't a black first white. This is, you know, we can't put each other into categories like that. We are all human beings. We are all here on this earth witnessing the suffering going on around us. And I'm sure when you have a look at what's going on, you can agree that we could be doing better. We could be doing a lot better. We could be doing a lot better for our children, for our, you know, for our elders, for our um, our land, this beautiful fucking country, Terranalis, Terranalius. I don't want to call her Australia anymore. Um, I will look up what the right thing to say about that is. Um, look at this land. Like, look where we got to grow up and be a part of and, um, you know, the connection. Why We've lost our connection to this beautiful earth. Like, you know, people were saying there that a reason that the Indigenous are being targeted, a reason that the First Nations are being targeted is because they have the they have the knowledge of living off the land. So they don't need the government. They don't need pharma. They don't need big tech. They have the knowledge of natural healing. So again, they don't need the government. They don't need big pharma. They don't need big tech. And that's a fucking threat to the government. That is a huge threat to the government. That is a huge threat to the agenda and the elites and whatever else you believe in going on up there. And that's why they're trying to wipe them out. You should hear some of the stories about what are people experienced in their communities. There's situations where these vaccination clinics have gone in and they don't care if the kids have been jabbed before, they'll jab them again. There's people that are reported having seven to eight jabs because these people go in and say all this fake shit 
and, you know, give them these fake flyers and bribe them with ice cream and phone credit and paying off debts and, you know, shit like that, bribing them essentially to continue to get these jabs. Their children are dying. Their children are being stolen still. They have people up in Howard Springs um, in the Northern Territory into the quarantine camp. There was a woman whose mother died in that camp. She had been complaining of like something going on with her heart the entire day. Mind you, they're only meant to be there for two weeks. And at this point, they had been there for like four to five weeks. Um, So they're keeping First Nations people hostage inside these quarantine facilities. People are literally quite like they're they're escaping. People are running for their lives out of these facilities. And, you know, this woman, she's there complaining all day of her heart's not feeling right, something's wrong. And every everyone in this camp is talking, trying to get the guards, whoever's there to listen, and they're not listening. And then that afternoon she drops dead because they the, the negligence and the ignorance and the way that they treat, you know, First Nations people. Like um, when my friend Jenny, she rocked up at about the same time as me, And this guy, uh, I believe it was his name. Anyway, he had been arrested. I'm not going to say his name. And Jenny rocked up. And in the car next to her is like this guy's partner saying, because what happened was he got arrested, but he started having a seizure. He was having a fit. And people were screaming, this guy, he's having a fit. He's having a fit. And the cops were just standing there like all buff fucking looking at them like and they're like turn around he's having a fit and the cops down on the ground are trying to hold him down so that he stops having a fit that uh, I know for a fact that's not how you stop someone having a fucking fit um and then they it took like 20 minutes to get him in an ambulance at first they weren't going to let him go in an ambulance they continued with the arrest and this poor woman um so my friend Jenny pulls up to the car next to her and this woman there is this man's girlfriend she said they're not going to look after him the way they would look after. She's crying, screaming. She's in like full pain and agony, seeing her partner down on the floor, having a fit with the police trying to hold him down while he is fitting and then taking forever to get him into an ambulance, get him away. And I actually will confirm the detail of whether they actually got him into an ambulance. I think they did in the end, but I also have this feeling they may not have and may have put him in the back of a paddy wagon. I don't know. I will check that. Anyway, she's there screaming like they're not going to look after him the way they'll look after other people. They don't want him to live like he is a, a leader of this group. He is a fucking huge threat. So this poor woman knowing that her partner is going away with these people who are not going to look after him when he has just had a fit like the the monstrosity, the fucking way we are still allowing our government to treat First Nations people regardless of your opinion is fucking disgusting and it needs to stop. And that's why I'm here, guys. That's why I will continue to show up. I will continue to take the shit messages, the, you know, fucking friendships lost because I believe in so strongly that we can have a better world than this and these people know it too. They believe it too. And, you know, I've felt this for a while. I've felt that we can be doing better, but I never took any action. I just posted some shit on social media and thought I was king shit. Newsflash, nothing gets done if no one takes action. We have to be coming together as a group, as a collective and saying fucking enough is enough. That's what it is. So um, 
I think I'll end it there. I feel like I'm getting a little bit worked up, understandably. And I will say um, there are ways that you can get involved. If you can't get to Canberra, you know, feel free to contact me. I am happy to work out ways that we can get involved. Um, You can follow a lot of um, Instagrams. I will list them all in the podcast description, but um, at Law Not Law, they have just put up some t-shirts for, and you know, a place where you can donate. So if you want to donate, if you want to help, these people have to rebuild. They have to rebuild to be able to live, to be able to camp and to be able to, you know, keep setting out plans, keep, um, keep going. Um, so yeah, if you can get involved and start sharing, start caring, start commenting, start liking, start, start spreading the word in wherever you live. Um, like we, this is the movement of a lifetime. The time to stop the suffering is now the time to stop our children being taken, the time to stop the sickness, the time to stop the suffering is now. If we wait, they were saying, if we wait, we risk losing like another seven generations of First Nations kids to this shit. There is no other time to be doing this than now. We need to be fearless, fearless in the pursuit of justice and truth. We like, it just upsets me. It upsets me that you know, you're not, the government have lied. The media have lied so much that you're not there to experience like what is actually happening. It is a a historical movement. Nothing like this has ever happened. Um, It will go down in Australian history. Like we were cleaning up some things the other day and someone was like, can you please go grab that chain? That'll go in the museum one day. And this chain was like a chain that had taken a photo. They had all, you know, chained their wrists together. Um, And like they were all bound together by this chain. They said, keep that chain. Can you go grab it? That'll be in a museum one day. Like this is historical shit. This is the fucking take down of a lifetime. This, it should be getting worldwide recognition. And if we were living in a true democracy, if the media were reporting correctly, we would be seeing this on the news, but we're not. And that's why it's up to us. We can't rely on the government anymore. We can't rely on the media anymore. We have to rely on ourselves. We have to rely on each other. We have to have each other's backs. It's fucking like going to war, guys. Like when I went there, and you're surrounded by these people and you're like, I know that every single person here, like for purely just showing up and believing in this movement, I know that they would have my back with whatever. I know that I could call any person I met there. And if I needed a place to go, if I needed help, they would help me. This is a safe space. So, all right, now I'm going to end it. I think that's about all I really needed to um, say. Um, I have a lot more to say. I'm going to be on this like um, flies on a shit. Like I, yeah, this is my life now. <laughs> I I can't unsee, I can't unfeel. Once you're awake to this stuff and once you understand that you can't just sit behind a phone or a computer screen and share things, you've got to be getting out there. You need to be, you know, making a real true difference and taking action. So I hope you know, this podcast provides a little bit of insight. I hope it helps you to kind of understand what's going on. If you have any questions, if you want to donate, if you want to help, if you've got even like camp gear or something like that to donate, 
<coughs> please let me know. Um, I will set out all of the people I think are really important to follow on Instagram on like the podcast description. And yeah, well, if you got this far, thank you for listening. Sorry if I <laughs> screamed your ears down. Um, yeah, I'm sending you guys all the love. Like we we just need it at the moment. We all need to be loving each other, looking after each other, knowing that, you know, the only way that we can really and truly heal the world is to heal ourselves. And I believe that's why the last year for me has been so transformative. I just got deep diving into healing myself. It's like I was on a mission. And, you know, three weeks before this, I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. I knew something big was coming. I keep saying to people, I know something big's coming. I just don't know what it is. This is the big thing. This is the fight of a lifetime. And honestly, I'm actually just privileged and proud to be a part of it. Um, And I want that for you guys too. I want you to feel that privilege and that proudness of yourself. I want you to heal yourself. Look after yourself. You know, we are in a society where looking after yourself is rebelling against the government you know eating healthy quitting fucking with things that you know gambling porn um drugs alcohol quitting these things is rebelling in itself looking after yourself and healing yourself is rebelling in itself in a world that wants you to be sick is conditioning to you you to be sick that is rebellion and it feels fucking great i like honestly like being a rebel at this point is all I want to do. I don't want to listen or do a single thing this government tells me to do anymore. I will live on my own terms. You know, there's obviously things that you you can't control, but whatever's in my control, whatever I can control, I will not be, you know, obeying anymore. So, yeah. Um, yeah, sending is the love, sending is the healing, the support, the strength. I'm always here if anyone ever needs a chat, if anyone needs a debrief, if you need more information. I, you know, people say it all the time, but I mean it. I am here if you need direction, help where to go to, you know, start to heal yourself or start to find more information. Um, I can be that person for you. I my door is always open, my inbox is always open. Please, if you ever need me, if you ever need guidance, help, please just reach out. That's all I want to do. All I want to do is heal the world. All these people want to do is heal the world. And if you believe that you're a healer and you want a better world as well, get on board. Let's fucking do this. Bye.